Welcome to another episode of Jackman Radio. I am your host, Mike Jackman, and I am joined today by the legendary singer and frontman of the Mighty Mighty Boston's, uh, one of the greatest bands, one of the greatest Boston bands up there with Aerosmith, The Cars, um, you know, any bands you can think of that are associated with Massachusetts. Uh, Mr. Dickie Barrett. Dickie, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I see you put your, your full name down down here in the corner. I just put Dickie. I, I, I wish I wrote Barrett. That's okay. It helped. Yeah. Can you fix that in post? I can try. I'm actually... Right, so what do you want to talk about? We're well, talk I'm... About Tom Brady, what are we talking? I mean, Tom Brady... This is, a toucher, is this Toucher and Rich? No, this isn't Toucher and Rich. It's not, it's not Sports Drive? What we... I mean, we, I, we can do... We can touch on sports. I mean, you know, Brady said he was going to be coming back in some capacity with the Patriots. Do you have any insight on that? Some kind of return to Gillette Stadium. He's going to come back in some capacity. Gosh, I, I feel like I don't know anything. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I mean, he's probably he's going to no. suit up. He's going to put a Patriots uniform on. He's going to throw the ball. Oh, I doubt that, but I'm sure they got some kind. I mean, he's doing like, do you see the ridiculous commercials he's doing now where he's crying like they're giving him results of some test? I don't What's own a that? television. That's good. <laughs> you're this New you're, England television. You're, you're a smart feller there, Dickie, as my grandfather used to say. You're either a smart feller or a fart smeller. That's what my grandfather would say. <laughs> but uh, no, man, I mean, I feel like we had the same grandfather. Well, we, uh, I, I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, I was born in Framingham. What, what town? Framingham. Okay. Born in Framingham. Spent ten years in Ashland, and all my family Route lived. Nine. Hell yeah, I got I got trapped on Route Nine by the Natick Mall one time on Black Friday. I didn't realize it was Black Friday. <laughs> but my grand my grandparents lived in Hudson, so I spent a lot of time in Hudson near the Assabet River, and um, which might explain a few things. Um, yes. What to, so what? I, I now you, look at you differently. Did you grow up in Boston proper, or what part of uh, Mass did you do? You Norwood, say you, Massachusetts. My mother and father still live in Norwood, Massachusetts. Oh, nice. That's that's my town. Yeah, I got arrested old... one time for stealing a shopping cart on Route Nine in Framingham. Oh, really? It's very young, and uh, my drunken buddy was in the shopping cart, and we're rolling it down Route Nine, and the the car pulled up next to us, and the guy's like, "What are you assholes doing?" Yeah, I didn't have like an you... answer. Well, you're so the I, original. I, I wouldn't original I jackass, but they brought us in. Yeah. Well, I feel like back then you could probably get away with a lot more. My my uncle got pulled over one time by some stadies in Massachusetts, and let's just say there was certain things confiscated, and then he was told to go on his way. So, stadies is a good Massachusetts word, huh? I don't yeah. They, they don't call them stadies here. I'm in Are Arizona, you, by the way. Okay, Arizona. So, yeah, I don't know. I know it's hot. It's been hot here, man. I'll tell you, for uh, New England. 90 degrees here is like, uh, might as well be Arizona. Yeah, what's that all about? Real hot summer, huh? Yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been, you know, I'm, I'm a larger fellow, as you can see. I've been sweating my my brow off. You look but okay to, to me, pal. <laughs> what, where are you now? So, so I'm in from Framingham. Uh, I, yeah, I live in New Hampshire now. I live in Peterborough. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. You have a family there? Uh, my mom lives about 20 minutes from here. Uh, no, I'm a single guy and I live with my brother and, um, yeah, my sister, uh, lives down in Virginia. So she left new England. Uh, nice. And, 
my father passed away a few years ago, but he did grow up in Dorchester and Southie. So, ah, an Irishman. And, uh, yep, an Irishman. And Good my guess, mother, right? Right, right on the nose, man. My uh, my mother also Irish. Grew up in uh, Somerville and Watertown. Irish and Irish, a rare yeah, combination. I, yeah, exactly. I don't like whiskey or beer or anything like that. You don't? No, I do, but we can't do oh. that yet. So we're doing we're doing this right now. Ah, plug that's, for, there you go. Little plug that's for it. Duncan. Tony yes. Tapwater. Yeah, <laughs> America runs on Duncan. <laughs> so. Um, I was really excited uh, to see that you're. you're I don't have be... it here. I, I don't have one. I have. There's a Dunkin' Donuts not too far. Yeah. What do they got out there? Krispy uh, Kreme or not Tim Hortons? They got Tim Hortons in Canada, which I was just in uh, July. That's like their Dunkins up there. there. There's more and more Dunkins coming out west, but um, there was an agreement. I don't think it was Tim Hortons. It was uh, some other horrible donut store chain store in California and I think Dunkin Donuts and them made an agreement that neither one would cross the Mississippi <laughs> and then whatever the California one was no one really wanted it to cross the Mississippi no one was dying for it but then I remember I was in California god it was 10 years ago now and a Dunkin Donuts opened up over in um, Atwater Village in in the LA area and uh I was like there day one, first day, to lined up to get my Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And it was me and just nothing but guys from Massachusetts in line. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad this place opened up. All Red Sox hats and Celtic shirts waiting to get there. And then we met there every day until I moved to Arizona. But they, we do have a Dunkin' Donuts, but it's, uh, it's out in Cottonwood near where yeah. i live here bit of a haul yeah so far this is not what you bargained for as a podcast right no i love it i like the more organic stuff man i i, <laughs> I sometimes feel like i'm a little i'm a little bit too buttoned up i mean i do a mixture of stuff man i cover politics comedy music uh film but um our listeners like I've just been involved in all of those things you've got a good guest then yeah politics well, you're, on a comedy you're, you're dynamic yeah music i've I'm, Where'd you go? Oh, I'm right here. Picture freeze. All right. Yeah. So uh, Norwood is that the uh, is that the auto mile like Ernie Bach? Is that Ernie Bach Jr. That's the auto mile Ernie Bach Jr. Friend of mine. Very. It's been very very good to me over, through the years. He was good to the Boston's. He would donate when we'd have the hometown throwdown. He would always match whatever we made at our fundraiser. And uh, he would match that. Terrific guy. Hometown hero. We love Ernie in Norwood. That's awesome. Yeah, I've never met him, but my, my brother Eric, my twin brother, actually, um, who is uh, in politics now working for Bobby's campaign here in New Hampshire, he actually met uh, Ernie Bach Jr. Out at an event, a political event, some years back yeah. and uh, got invited to his uh, Bakhtini contest that he used to have at his house. And they had a Bach teeny. So he was at the at the Bach um, compound. Yeah, he wasn't wearing a, he wasn't wearing a bikini or anything. Those were other people, but uh, he oh. was there with uh, some musician, not some musician, a very popular musician, Ernie Hired, whose name escapes me. He's Mel Gibson's son-in-law. He's a gu Gibson. really guitar guy. Uh, it'll probably come back to me, but I guess he's got a whole Beatles 
I'm a huge Beatles nut too. So I love that Ernie box really big on the Beatles. And yeah. that's great that he was always supported you guys. And he seems like he's, he's done a lot for the Boston music scene and, you know, for music and mess. Oh, uh, Kyle Wayne Shepard was the, uh, Kyle or is it Kenny, Ken, okay. Kenny Wayne Shepard? Ernie was maybe. Okay. Ernie was out on the uh, road this summer with um, the Hollywood Vampires. The Hollywood Vampires are uh, Johnny Depp, um, Alice Cooper, Joe Perry, and uh, I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. But he, but um, they're friends with Ernie, and he was out touring around with them. And then Ernie sent me some pictures of himself and he was playing like standing next to Alice Cooper and Johnny Depp playing, they let him play guitar. So it was, a, he was like, this is, was a thrill for me. Um, yeah. But, uh, Ernie's they, a good guy. They, yeah. They did a stop in New Hampshire too. I, I didn't make it to the show, but uh, I always joke like the Hollywood vampires. I mean, you, you don't really, regular dudes don't really dress like that. You don't really see people dress like no. that. That's really, that's really, that's funny you should mention that because Ernie had on a scarf and I was, and I wrote back to him, I go, did they make you wear the scarf? And he's like, no, no, I, <laughs> I really like the way they dress because he, I was like, I've never seen you in a scarf, Ernie. Yeah, I think the, the Vampires was like an offshoot from the Hollywood days when Alice Cooper was still drinking with Harry Nilsson and John Lennon and Ringo Starr and Mickey. Oh. Mickey Dolan's out. those old pictures. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think Alice Cooper is one of the only ones who's still around because he stopped drinking, I think. Laurel Canyon, the Laurel Canyon crew. Yeah. That whole scene uh, Mickey Dolan's there. is still with us, right? Oh, that's true. He's the last monkey. Yeah. I saw uh, I saw Mickey with uh, Mike Nesmith before Nez passed away. Uh, they did the Mike and Mickey show down in Beverly, Mass. It's a beautiful show, man. Good stuff. You're a monkeys fan, too? Um, I, more recently, I've grown to appreciate the monkeys. I didn't, I didn't. Tremendous songwriting. It's difficult yeah. to argue with that songwriting. They had the well, best. They, they were Brill Building writers. Yeah, Neil I Diamond mean, wrote monkey songs. Oh, I, I don't know if I knew that, but I know yeah. that Nez afterwards kind of had a, a cool, interesting solo career. Like he really pioneered the alt country and country western stuff. Yeah. And, uh, no one I mentions think, Mike Nesmith without mentioning what his mother invented. White out, right? Ah. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. You're right. Good one. Yeah. But, um, you know, speaking of fashions, and I was just talking to Eric about this earlier, my brother, the plaid, the mighty, mighty Boston's and the plaid and the suits, man. Like, we, you know, you guys would show up dressed to the nines for your shows. Uh, what was what was the idea yes. behind that? Is we that just kind of. put into it. You did. Yeah. Um, it's, we weren't the first people stayed, so. Uh, it just appealed to us early on. We wanted to separate ourselves. We formed the band in, in an era that was um, during garage rock and that was going on in Boston. So you can think of like bands like the Del Fuegos or the Dogmatics or the Outlets. And uh, the, all of them were great, great, just great music scene, great bands. And uh, we wanted to separate ourselves and maybe we overdid it, but that's sort of what the idea was, this is who we'll be, this is what we'll look like, this is our identity. And, um, and I, I don't think there's ever come a day where I've ever regretted it. it. It required traveling with a lot of suits and it required, okay, you gotta be ready, you know, an hour before the show, so it took some of that. 
planning, but once we got the hang of it, we enjoyed it. One time I saw Kiss um, putting on their makeup before the show. I was friends with a guy named Doc McGee who managed Kiss, and uh, he brought me backstage. He goes, come on, you got to see this. And we went backstage, and all four of them are lined up. Each one has a, their own makeup table with the, with the lights around the mirror, and they're all applying their own makeup to themselves, uh, putting on the huge shoes and the enormous, like, cod piece and the chest plates and all that and then and then I, and I didn't feel so bad for myself and yeah it's a plaid suit and a tie I don't have it so bad well it's recognizable and I think it is iconic and it's it, I, I you associate it with with that with that era but also of course with the band and um do you appreciate yeah. the effort tell me that I do appreciate the effort thank you very much I do I do because Got that I, from my mother Richard, they're coming to see you play. They're paying good money to see you play. The least you could do is put on a clean shirt and a nice jacket. Yeah, exactly. Impression of my mother. Well, I, I play the drums, so I, I have to admit I don't usually wear suit suit coats when I play because I um, I have in the past. I wore a tuxedo at one of our gigs that we did, and I just sweat right through it, and it was uh, it looked good, but you know. It was a little, little Joe, little Joe, our drummer, Joe, Joe Sorois, Joe the Kid. He um, he took to wearing vests like like the one I'm wearing now, and then tie and jacket. Because he needed the mobil mobility of his arms. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, As a uh, drummer, you would know that. Oh yeah, you got. I usually go short sleeve. Yeah, I like to. <laughs> I go short sleeve. Yeah, He'd the go vest. short sleeve too. There's, there's short sleeve college shirts. So um, one one of the reasons we got together today for this podcast it was to not only talk music and you know being fellow Mass boys, but um, we're both supporting RFK Jr. for president. And uh, I'll tell you, I've, I've, from what I've read, you've taken a lot of flack for that, man. I, I mean, everybody does. Nobody takes more flack than Bobby. But what I don't think it's flack. I think you know people are um, people are charged. They're also it's we're also living in a time when it, when everything is very polarized polarizing and everything's um it's a lot of division but i don't look at his flack that's you know i i didn't casually say you know th say i'm just going to support this guy I, I i i know him i've met him i've read his books i understand what he's talking about i listen to the things he has to say and with all of that i i chose him as, as somebody that i would support to be our president, so it's not, you know, and anybody and and other people feel differently, and that's fine. But I don't, I don't look at it as flack. You know, that's there's always going to be the other side. There's always going to be someone else. You know, well, what about my candidate? And I'll put my guy up against anybody's. So then we'll see what happens. I'm hoping for the very best, but I'm not. Um, so far, I'm not. You know disappointed with the with the choices I'm making and that goes across the board I'm very happy with my my choices yeah I feel you there man I feel you there Dickie um I've been a fan of RFK juniors for a long time um I uh you know I studied politics in college um, Did been, you? Invo been involved in campaigns since I was 17 years old and uh 
I was over the moon when I found out that he was going to run for president. I, ne I never thought he would be a candidate. Couldn't believe wow. it. I really couldn't believe it. When he announced, I was like, oh, my gosh, really? And uh, like everything he does, you know, he's going to put his head down and it's full steam ahead and he's going to put his whole heart into it. So I've been a fan for, for a long time, too. Yeah. I met him years ago on the TV show. Um, Jimmy Kimmel introduced me to him. Because he knew I was from Massachusetts and a bit of a Kennedy file, and um, I was thrilled to meet him. I couldn't couldn't believe it. it you know, it's Bobby Kennedy's son. And then we did some. A couple years ago, we put together a song for for um, medical freedom rally he was doing in in D.C. Um, that was against mandating the. Um, COVID vaccine and uh, he couldn't have been nicer I liked working he asked me to you know produce a song for him so I did and enjoyed that experience and then shortly not too long after that he announced he was going to run for president yeah, I, I've kind of had the same experiences. I, I think he's very genuine. Um, you know, when you're talking to him in person, he's very uh, dialed in and, and uh, listens and, and he has his convictions. And, and like you were saying, you know, there's going to be disagreements or the other side, people who, who disagree. But I just feel like Bobby has, since he's entered, the media has treated him with a lot of disdain, like MSNBC who will attack him and cover him and, and smear him and call him names and they won't let him respond. They, they won't have him on to respond to what they say. MSNBC. Do you know what the MS stands for? Microsoft. <laughs> I think. At some, point, at some point in Bill Gates' career, he decided, I'm going to need a news channel. <laughs> and so MSNBC was born. Yeah. So... You would think, you know, it doesn't take too much thinking to realize that MSNBC has whose best interests in mind? Probably Bill Gates's. Not the people. Not the American. No. That's the same network that kicked off Phil Donahue and Jesse Ventura for being against the Iraq war when it mattered. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, Ventura had a show, and, and, and this is my Ventura impression. They brought me up, Dickie, and they said... Are you for or against the Iraq War? And I said, I'm against it. And they let they let me go. So they actually paid him his salary for his show that he had, but didn't have him. Didn't they paid him not to be to not do the show, basically? So they they basically bought his silence at that time, and they fired Phil Donahue, who was outspoken against Iraq. So I don't know why anybody would trust anything that those people say at this point, you know. But there's still a lot of people who do. No, and, we don't. We don't have to. We don't have to listen to them. No, and they've, my, they've so much of it. So much of the the media and so much of the news is compromised. So, you know, if that's where you're getting your information from, here's to you. But well, um, I think it's good to get a smattering from everywhere and read as much as you can. Um, I, I don't. I. You know, because in mainstream, there's you read between the lines, of course, there's going to be information and basic facts, incredible stuff. And then when you look at maybe something from the indie media, there's a different take on it. But I try to look at a story from a few different angles and then suss out for myself what 
what I think the real story is and kind of go from there. You know, that sounds reasonable. That sounds yeah. thoughtful. And I think, you know, Bobby's run his campaign that way. And uh, I love that he's willing to talk to anybody, man. What happened in this country where we can't just talk to each other, even if we no. have disagreements? No conversations. Those days are gone, my friend. No debate. No, that's it. We'll tell you what to think. We'll tell you who your candidate is. We're not going to discuss it. And that's why we're, we're at where we're at. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And, and uh, you know, so I, I remember reading the news when, when the Boston's broke up and some of the speculation that the media was engaging in, including Rolling Stone, that it may have had something to do with, you know, your recent work with RFK Jr. and some of your views. Is that, is that, was that an accurate assessment or what was, what was it like kind of early last year when all that broke out for you? I, it was around the same time that I, I started working on that song with Bobby. And also it was, became um, my television job, which the TV show and the network is owned by Disney. And it became clear that if you wanted to be a Disney employee, you had to um, get a COVID shot. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So that combined with the fact that I was working with Bobby Kennedy made um, certain members of my band uncomfortable at the time and made it clear to me that they didn't want to be aligned with them. And, I, and that's fine. They have, they have that right. So, you know, what was the question? What was it like? Yeah, I mean, what was that? Yeah, what just kind of, you know, um, I, having all... I, I went with my own convictions. I went with my own heart. I went with my own thoughts. I felt like, you know, I felt like p people, there shouldn't be, you know, medical mandates. I felt like that, uh, you know, the government shouldn't tell us what to inject into ourselves for any reason. We can start there. And then I also felt like I should be able to make my own decisions. I felt, I smelled, you know, it all smelled funny to me. I didn't like you know, the way things felt at the time. I didn't think it, any of it was being handled right by anybody. So I made a choice that others and friends and people I know made different choices. And, and many of the people I know made the same choice. But uh, it ended up, you know, because of who I am, um, was aligned with and because of my decisions uh members of the band didn't want to continue wow i mean yeah in, in any band and um especially when you're talking about a band with eight or nine people and then of course you had at that time there was still four original members from the early 80s sticky it's difficult to do the math i'm not i'm not a i can't um let me think. Let me think about that. The original members. There was me. There was Joe. There was uh, little Joe. Tim. Around that. I mean, I mean, everybody that's ever been in the band, they're still friends of mine. And we still, um, you know, we, we experienced a lot together. Yeah. I mean, um, like I said, I'm a musician too, and I'm in a band, and there's five of us, and I've been playing with um, a couple of the guys since 2008. So you're talking about 15 years, 
And, you know, we didn't, we didn't do any shows or practice for a number of months in 2020. And um, there was differences of opinion. And I really, I have a way that I feel about it and other people have a way they feel about it. But I, I still believe we can, people can still maintain relationships and exist and work together in various capacities. And I really hated seeing what happened with friendships, with, you know, business stuff, with bands, with families over over the pandemic i mean it was like it's like heartbreaking to see and but i i'm i really agree with what you're saying you got to stand up for your conviction and um i never chastised i never chastised or belittled or asked anybody what they did um or told them that they they shouldn't do that because i i'm someone who believes in freedom of choice and you know bodily autonomy and and you have to do what's right for yourself. And if people are really your friends and they love you and care about you, they may not agree with what your choice is, but they should at least still respect where you're coming from. And I feel like we just lost so much of that because there was such a fear campaign and so much propaganda and, and ignorance blasted every single day in a continuous loop for two years that it just blew people's minds. Agreed. I think um, you're right, sir. So I, I now here we are, Dicky. It's looking like they're revving it back up again, man. And I just don't think, I don't think a lot of people are going to go along with it again. I don't know. What, what do you think? They want to bring go along with it the last time. I'm, I, I, you know, they're not going to get me to go. Oh, oh I, I was wrong last time. I don't, you know, whatever, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we come to them. But and uh, yeah, I missed out on some good shows in Boston too because I didn't want to along with it. Justin Hayward was playing at the city winery and and uh, I had a ticket that I purchased and what happened? No dice. Uh, you had to either get, you know, it was either the shot or, or, or a test. And uh, yeah, I was willing to do the test and it didn't come back what? in time. <laughs> which I, which looking back, it's like, I should have just been like, you know what, F you, I'm not going. But I really tried to be diplomatic about it and, and I really, I still feel that right. way, man. I still, because I know people have disagreements and they have big disagreements, but it doesn't mean you have to start acting like a child. And that's really what the government and the media treat us like children. And um, that's what I have a lot of contempt for. So I think you got to stand by your convictions and I, I applaud you for that, man. You know, especially in the friggin' entertainment industry. I can't imagine that that was, uh, you know, you had a lot of uh, supporters, you know, cause they wanted to keep their job, you know, within the entertainment You'd world. You'd be surprised. I had quite a, I had a lot of supporters. That's good. Um, you know, is it the vocal majority? No, but I've, I've got plenty of people in my life, plenty of friends and plenty of supporters. I mean, I remember and, the stuff that, go ahead. I was going to say, I remember some of the segments that Jimmy Kimmel was airing. And so I'm sure he had had a way that he felt about it. Or, did you guys ever have a discussion about that specifically or we had was plenty that of discussions? And, yeah. and uh, you know, not, we, we never had a problem discussing things. He's, he's, uh, he felt his way, I felt my way. And we, when we spoke on the issues, he, you know, he said what he had to say. I said what I had to say. There was never yeah. any uh, problem for us discussing things. Yeah, but, that's good. You know, we didn't see eye to eye either. Yeah. Well, 
since then you formed this this new all-star band that's like to me it's like in the vein of like the traveling Wilburys or the highway men or the hollywood vampires uh the, Defi <laughs> the defiant talk to me about the defiant like how how that came to be and 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 what you know how you guys got together well i wanted to make music and um I wanted to find people to make music with. So I contacted people that I felt like would be good and uh, to see if writing songs together would work. And it turned out it did. And we've, um, we created an album, which is coming out October 27th. And uh, we released a single about two weeks ago now. And uh, I think it's good. I think people seem to like it. You've heard it, right? I listened to it for the first time the other day, man. I, I really dug it. And uh, I love the video. I love the, the vibe of the video, the message. There seems to be a little bit of They Live stuff going on, a little bit of, you know, with the Obey flashes. And um, I've got the video here, man. We can play it. Play it for the crowd. It's uh, it's about four minutes. Okay. Were you, you cool if we play it right now? Fire it up. All right, let's do it. All right, folks, this is The Defiance with their new song and music video, Dead Language. Here we go. I've got the AC blasting my face And I feel awkward and out of place I've got everything I need right here At my fingertips, literally There's an app for everything So I go back to reality It's clearly overrated, my dear Why? Who's got that kind of time? And now we want like zombies in the land of the laws to bring back the key to universalize all from rest in peace and get language and the time that you cost. Thank the Lord for possible thrall. I sing in the wind, call it from the curtain of the door. I had some deep conversations with my living before. I should have not enjoyed seven like my years before, but I was too busy having fun. Plus, who's got that kind of time? And I can't dance and don't drink wine, so what the hell is in it for me? Why fall in love? Who's got that kind of time? And now we walk like zombies in the land of the lost. The brief navigate the universe, rise of all cross. Rest in peace, dead language, and the time that you call. Thank the Lord for our possible thoughts. A sweep of the wind, 
to make people contented with their servitude. You can provide them with bread and circuses, and you can provide them with endless amounts of distractions and propaganda. And now we walk like zombies in the land of the lost. The brain fabricated universe rise from us. Rest in peace, get a language and a time to keep calm. Thank the Lord for a possible thought. A sleep at the web. Thanks there for you playing go, everybody. That. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Dead, dead language by the Defiant, everybody. Man, there's a lot going on in that video. Uh, you, you crammed a sure lot in is. there. It's Johnny Rio from New Hampshire on the base. Joey Briggs from... Uh, Johnny Rio is in the Street Dogs. Joey Briggs from the... Joey LaRocca from the Briggs. He plays guitar. Greg Camp. He was in Smash Mouth. And on drums, Pete Parada played for 10 years maybe 15 years with the offspring and um, he was in face to face exceptional drummer exceptional band great bunch of guys and um, that was called dead language it was fun to make fun to write fun to record and uh, look for our album coming out October 27th and what's the name of the album Are you gonna be at the show next week I'm I'm gonna try. I really do want. I'm planning on being there. And actually, thanks for bringing that up. Let me bring that information up. Okay, it's next week. Bring it up so I'm I'm so I'm sure find out if my information's correct. Yeah, here we go. Okay, or if I'm so to be on a plane right now. This is <laughs> this is rock for RFK Jr. featuring live music from Brian McPherson, Sweet Babylon, Casey Darren with a special guest appearances from Dickie Barrett and Johnny Rio. And this from is going to be dogs, boss tones and the, now the defiant. Yeah. We'll be there. So... Johnny's from New Hampshire, by the way. Oh, is he? Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah definitely got to connect with him. Uh, I, I got a former coworker who was obsessed with street dogs. So she's going to be, ah, she'll be, she'll be uh, excited to hear that. And uh, so this is going to be Wednesday, September 13th at 7 PM at the American Legion post 27 in Londonderry, New Hampshire, and it's a suggested $5 donation to help Robert, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and uh, sounds like it's going to be a fun time, man. It will be fun. Flying in for it. Support Robert F. Kennedy Jr., hang out with some old friends. I'm sure I love oh. being in New Hampshire. Oh, we lost and, you there uh, for a sec. If you could make it, make it. 
yeah, oh, I definitely want to come and say hi, and and uh, maybe we can do an Irish car bomb. Although I don't know if you are you, if you are you still. <laughs> yeah, we can still do you? an Irish car bomb, but call my sponsor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be next week. And um, how long are you in town for? Just a couple days, or can't tell you that, dude. <laughs> I tell you that uh, people call. Hey, you said you were going to be in town for a week. Why didn't you call me? Yeah, where are you? Um, where, where are you at? I'm pretty much in and out. I'm, I'm, we're gonna me and Johnny. Johnny lives in Texas. We'll fly in the day before and um, attend that event, and then probably leave the day after. I gotta cool. thank you for the interview and taking your time. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we got a couple of quick chats here. Can we go through one or two of the chats, Dicky? What are the chats? What does that mean? That's just people who are watching on the stream who, uh, you know, say hello or ask a question. This is people from, are watching this. Yeah, we got we, nobody told me that. We have people. Yeah, people are watching. Now we we're Live just going to shoot the shit on Zoom. <laughs> All right, Anis, oh, Anis, I would have <laughs> worn a nice shirt. Hey, the vest. The vest covers it. Thank you. But this is so from. Got, uh, that's a question. From a, so he's a Whalers fan. A friend of mine, Jeff in Connecticut, still stands for the Whalers. He says, "Let's go." I love the mighty, mighty Boston's. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Whalers fan. Nice. Yeah, and uh, man, if I remember That's correctly, it? in the '90s, we would hear we would hear the impression that I get on uh, commercials for the Bruins, right? Or, or did you guys have a deal like with the Fleet Center or with Nesson or something, or? They just love the song. No, I don't recall that at all, but um, no, the answer would be no. I didn't never made a deal with the Bruins, but if they played it, great. Love those Boston Bruins. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, man, I mean, I, I was a kid uh, probably 10 or 11 when that song came out, and it, it was huge. I got to say, you know, just on a, on a note here, I would, uh, you know, we'd play it at parties, play it with family and friends, and the, the pre-chorus scream, man, that was when we would get – we get all Very hyped sweet. up, you know. And uh, well, yeah, that's what I so, made it for. Hype up people, hype up the kids yeah. in Framingham. That's yeah. <laughs> and my brother's informed oh, me. Here's this, another uh, chat. Look at this. So this is when Jason Allison won the seventh player award. The the impression that I get was the theme for that. Oh really? Okay. According to my brother, my brother's a hockey player. He knows more about hockey than I do. So, is that your brother? So, yeah, Eric Jack telling us that. Yeah, he's telling, he? us, he's he telling in us. He's He's in the. <laughs> the killer is in the house. He's in the other. <laughs> he's in the other room. Yeah. He's, he's got a nice profile picture. Yeah, yeah. The facial hair is pretty dialed in there. That, that's from a few years ago, though. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh... <laughs> you're going. Why are you going to blow it? Blow his cover. <laughs> That's a, it's Eric, a recent, it's, Eric, come out of the other room and show your face. Walk in behind your brother. Come on. Dickie wants to say hi, Eric. If, if, yeah, come on in. If you can hear us. As, as Trump would say, he's a great just guy. Chat. He does a lot of great things. I, <laughs> yeah, I can you send do pretty him. good impressions. Who else do you do? Um, you, well, we, we do, uh, we do Al, Ventura. We, we do Alex Jones. He's talking about Texas earlier, Dickie. Why don't you come down to Texas? Okay. We'll go down to the gun range. We'll get some barbecue. Okay. Hey, there he we is. Got George Book. We got George. Okay, here we go. So I had a Dickie. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, Dickie? Hey, 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 look at that guy. How are you, Eric? 
How's everything man. going out there? Everything's going well, man. We're uh, hustling and, yeah. and working hard, and uh, you know, really looking forward to this concert hey, you're putting you on. Work, Thank you work. You, you work for Bobby, right? Is that what he told me? Yeah. Yep. You do. So you're part of the New Hampshire crew. Yeah, the New Hampshire team. Nice, real nice. Yeah. Thank so, you. Thank you for doing this, man. And I'm looking forward to meeting you next week. So you'll definitely be there. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll be there. Get there a little bit early. Come up and say hello. Me and Johnny will be kicking around with with uh, Casey, Casey Darren, and uh, I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll I'll see you next week. I'll give you back the mic. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, bye, Eric. Bye, Eric. You froze. The clone. Oh, yeah. Bring in the clones. But uh, yeah, hopefully, I I plan on being there. Um, we're sharing a car at the moment, so that can be some honest. Logistic. I enjoyed talking to Eric more than I, I enjoy talking to you. Whoa. I feel like you guys, I'm kidding. I swear. I'm, I, I'm kidding. I, it's a horrible joke. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. I'll give you the Biden one. If I were there, man, I'd take you out back and challenge you to do some push-ups <laughs> with corn pop. We're, we're going to, is that Jill or is that, is that my wife or my sister? Or you got to work on that, your Biden. Is that corn pop? This is back. <laughs> When we're talking about the heart and soul of America, Dickie. Corn you do, a tough, uh, <laughs> tough dude. I haven't done the Biden in a while. Do you, do you have any requests? Yeah. Can you do Bobby? Uh, I don't really have a Bobby one yet. I need I need to work on that. I, I, I've, over the years, uh, tried to uh, do a JFK one. Uh, ask not what, you, what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I need to work on that a little <laughs> bit. So. But, uh, yeah, you do. You definitely do. But the uh, the Alex Jones is the bread and butter. That's the, that's the one I'm that's your kind one? of known for. That's that's the big yeah. That's the big one. Um, yeah, that's the one that kind of gets. Oh, Lindsey Graham. I do Lindsey Graham. That's a more obscure one. All right. You know, send Senator Lindsey Graham down from the Carolinas. They're gonna lock me up with Donald Trump, but I'm okay with that. I look forward to going to Shawshank. <laughs> he looks forward to it. <laughs> That's the impression that I got. All right. Those are the impressions that I got, Dickie. So. All right. All right, man. Well, Graham so let me. Destroyed the feed. Oh, no. We broke the matrix. Yeah. Let me, before I let yeah. you go, let me show the website for the Defiant. We're, we're, we're going to pump this. Okay. We're going to show the website for the kids out there. All right. The Defiance official. So there's the home page. There's the, the, the lineup, the, the mug shots, as it were. And I don't uh, think I've ever been here before. Yeah, the defiantofficial.com, everybody. How do you get there? Um I think it's I think I put a link to it in the YouTube description here for our video. Okay. But yeah, if you just if you just go to your browser, just go to the defiantofficial.com. All right. I don't know if Jenny put this together or but no. uh Folks, we got merchandise here from the Defiant. We have the album coming out, as Dickie was saying, <laughs> next month. Infowars.com slash Defiant, promo code uh, red pill, blue pill, chew. And uh, I mean, this Defiant, this lineup is incredible. You got the guy from The Offspring, you got the guy from Smash Mouth, you got the guy from Mighty Mighty Boston's. They're all here, folks. And they're coming together and they are fighting the New World Order one chord at a time. So yeah, there it is, folks. All right. 
Let's see. I don't think we have any other chats, but uh, I appreciate your time, Dickie, and I look forward to meeting you next week, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Hello, New Hampshire. Hello, Framingham and beyond. Say hi to your sister down south for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Say hello to your brother again (laughs) in the other room. We'll say hello. Pleasure talking to you. And tell him I'll see you next week. We will. All right. Take care, my man. Bye.